I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to introduce um, the man in whom is going to bring us the word today. He's no stranger to this community. He serves as a senior leader here. Will you guys welcome with me Dan Donovan to the pulpit? So we've, we've just been blessed um, to really lean and uh, call on a lot of our senior leaders to bring us the word. Uh, this is not me trying to doff off my responsibility. This is me trying to make room for other gifted communicators of the gospel. I, I don't want to make this all about me. I get, I, I, I get to do enough, which by the way, if you ever think about playing a kick drum and singing and guitar at the same time, don't do it. Uh, especially if you are out of shape like myself, I felt very winded, uh, but the Lord, uh, was good. Anyways, this is Dan Donovan, uh, him and his wife, Karen, they serve, uh, faithfully here at our church and have been for some time as senior leaders. And, uh, if you have been blessed to be under, uh, Dan's teaching, then you know that you're in for a treat, uh, today. And, and so what I want to do is I just want to pray for us. Like I, I want to pray for myself. I want to pray for those of us who are going to be listening. Cause I, I imagine Dan has come prayed up. He's come like prepared to give us God's word. But how many know, like it's hard to like really lock in for like 35, 40 minutes. It gets, it, it, there's just so much traffic. Let's, let's, let's lean into the Holy spirit. I, I think the Holy spirit can slow down the noise inside of our mind and, and just make our hearts still and our ears attentive to the word of God for the next 35 to 40 minutes. Father, uh, we lift up, um, this, uh, time to you, Lord, where we're going to open the scriptures <laughs> and we're going to be taught your word. Uh, Father, we're asking Lord now for the Holy Spirit to come in even a richer uh, way, Lord, into this service as the texts are proclaimed. God, I ask, Lord, that our hearts would receive and our ears would hear uh, that which you have prepared for us today. And Lord, I pray for Dan. I pray for a new freedom in his communication in Jesus' mighty name, uh, a new expression of the Holy Spirit and power as he gives us the word. We pray all this in your good son's name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Glad, I'm glad you're here. I wasn't sure if I was going to be preaching to one person today or it's going to be three or five, but, but praise God, we actually have a, a pretty full house. And the way I look at things is whoever is supposed to be here today for this word is here. Amen. So, you know, I, I believe God has something for all of us. Um, this word I'm going to talk to you about, it's, it's called guarding your heart. Right? And we're going to kind of stay in Proverbs 4, 20 to 27. I believe this is so critical, so vital, so important for us to get a hold of this, this principle that if we don't, our Christian walk is going to suffer greatly. It's going to suffer greatly. Okay, this is, this is something that um, I live second by second. I live moment by moment. I live day by day guarding my heart. It's not easy. I don't always win. But it's something that we have to do and get a hold of. And I, and, and I believe that, you know, the scripture is very clear, right? We're, we're King Solomon is speaking to his son, and we're going to get into this a little bit. He, he tells us to guard our heart, right? He says, above all things, above all else, guard your heart. And then he tells us how to do it. And it just kind of hit me a few weeks ago when I was looking at, at these verses, and I'm like, hmm, 
Oh, there it is. That makes sense. And he goes on, he talks about our eyes, he talks about our thinking, he talks about what we speak. We're going to get that in a little bit. But first, we're going to understand when we talk about the word heart, right? Because the Bible talks about the heart all the time. Old Testament, New Testament. And what the ancient Israelites kind of believed about the heart was, might be a little different than what we think about when we say the word heart. Okay? So when we go back to the ancient Israelites, okay, they talk about the word levav or lev, which is the heart. What they believed is you understand with your heart. You know with your heart, okay? You think with your heart. You feel emotions with your heart. They had a very kind of, I would think, a different definition than what we think about with our heart, right? They didn't, they didn't have the anatomy of the brain. They didn't understand the mind, okay? We make choices based on the desires that are in our heart. Your heart is what you use to discern, discern truth from error, okay? Now, in our everyday thing, we kind of think about this as our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? Or some people say our mind, our heart, and our emotions. That, that's kind of what we're talking about, okay? So I don't know, you know, everyone that's in the sound of my voice, if you believe that Jesus is, is your Lord and you've asked him to come into your heart, right? You are, as we sang today, a child of God, right? You've been saved, but now your soul needs to be saved. Now, it really doesn't, but what I mean is you have to start to let God come into the mind, the will, and emotions, take over the mind, the will, and emotions, bring healing to the areas of hurt and brokenness. Okay, that's kind of what we're talking about. All right? So... Uh, Many, many scriptures. We can, we can probably sit up here for the next two days talking about scriptures that talk about the heart, right? Jeremiah says in uh, 17, verse 9, this is, I'm going to read out of the, the NLT here, Jeremiah 17, verse 9. It's a scripture you've all heard many times, right? This, is, this isn't anything new. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. Ouch. The most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who can really know how bad it is? Right? This shouldn't shock us. This, this shouldn't shock us. Right? So I, I encourage you, as things come out of you, whether it's words or, or thoughts or actions, don't be shocked. Don't be upset by it. Instead, we got to go, okay, God, what was that all about? Where did that come from? And the Holy Spirit will show you, and then you deal with whatever it is you need to deal with, right? Jeremiah also said, verse 10, but I, I, but I the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. That's, that's a little scary, Right? I thank God for grace and mercy, right? Or I wouldn't be here right now. So um, Proverbs 27, 19, this is the NLT. I'm not sure if you have this or not back there, but this is what it says. As a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person, right? What comes out of us obviously was in us, right? Right? 
It's, it's pretty clear, okay? So then, of course, in Ezekiel, Ezekiel tells us that basically we need, we need a new heart, right? God needs to give us a new heart. He needs to give us a heart of flesh instead of the heart of stone, okay? So Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I really believe, guys, I don't know how long it's been. It's, it's been probably 18 months now. This is what happened to me. My heart was hard. My heart was, was, was not good. There was so much junk. There was so much hatred. There was so much anger. There was so much brokenness, so much bitterness, so much sexual sin, so much judgment, so much pride. I could go on and on. It was not good until I decided to make one step by coming to church, which I didn't want to, I didn't want to go, but I went, right? Most of you know my testimony. Pastor Bethany spoke an unbelievable word about having your oil lamps full. My lamps were not full. My, my, my oil lamp, I don't even know where it was. I, I, another continent, maybe. I don't, I don't know, another planet, okay? I said, okay, God, I'm going to do this. I simply made another choice, choice number two. I said, I'm going to get up early. I hate to get up early. I love my sleep. Got up at 5 a.m., and Jesus himself met me in my living room day in and day out for 18 months, okay? And it's hard to describe, but he, half the time, I didn't even know what was happening. I was just weeping and crying. I, I believe most of it at the beginning was godly sorrow that led me to true repentance, okay, for the sin that I was walking in and living in, okay? And then he started to heal the wounds that I couldn't do myself, right? Full of anger, full of hatred, just full of things that I was struggling with for 25 years, right? Meaning from when I got saved. It wasn't like I wasn't trying to get free. I, I just couldn't. I have no idea. I mean, I believe God has, has a timing for your deliverance, right? There's a timing. Some people, when it comes to healing and deliverance, you're at the planting phase, right? Seeds are being planted. Others of you, you're, you're at the watering phase. And then others of you, you're at the, you're at the harvesting phase. And that, that's kind of where I, where I was. So God gave me a new heart, okay? So now we're going to kind of just jump real quick, give a quick little background, right, about King Solomon. Most of you know about King Solomon, right? One of the, probably the wisest person to ever walk the earth, okay? He was the son of David, all right? He was the third king of Israel, reigned for 40 years, he wrote over 3,000 Proverbs, the Bible tells us. 3,000 Proverbs, okay, 105 songs. And, we, and just like everybody else in the Bible, which is what I love, you know, he did some good things, he did some bad things, right? There's no one in the Bible that that's perfect, which is why I can relate to them, okay? So you go to 1 Kings 3, verse 9. Solomon is, is off, off to Gibeon. He's going to make some sacrifices at one of the high places, Okay, the, the temple was not built yet. And he, he goes there, and then he has a dream, and God visits him in his dream. And God says, ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. That's, that's, that's pretty good. This is like, you know, Aladdin or something. I got, you got three, three wishes. What am I going to ask for? Solomon obviously thought this through, right? Solomon was, was, was very young, and he says, I'm just... A child. He had just become the new king, right? He says, he says to the Lord, well, I am, I, am a, I am a child. 
I have no clue how to govern these people. I have no clue how to handle this job. This is way too big. So he asks for a discerning and an understanding heart. Right? That's, that's what he asked for. God is so pleased. He is so pleased. Right? He says, because you didn't ask for wealth, because you didn't ask for me to kill your enemies, right? Because you didn't ask for, for certain things, I will give you not only wisdom, but I'm going to give you honor. I'm going to give you wealth. And if you follow my decrees, I'm going to give you a long life, right? So I don't know. I, I think Solomon's probably someone we should probably be listening to. I think he, he had some wisdom, okay? The Bible also says that there will never be anyone like him ever, there was never a king like him, and there'll never be anyone on this earth that had the wisdom that he had. But we're not talking about wisdom here. This is the difference. We're talking about wisdom, which is God's wisdom in the heart. Understanding and having a discerning heart, not, not wisdom of the intellect. Okay, so I have, I have one question for you to ask yourself. And you can ask yourself on a daily basis. You can ask yourself on a weekly basis. Right, have a little check-in with yourself. Right? I'm going to ask myself the same question. Am I at the place in my walk with God where I should be? It's a loaded question. Am I at the place in my walk with God where I should be? I mean, all of us would probably say, probably, if we were honest, would say no, right? There's more we could be doing, okay? There's mistakes that we made that if we didn't, maybe we'd be further along. Who knows? But it's something that, that is important to kind of reflect on, all right? You could break it down even, even further. Am I spending the time that I need with God? Am I reading the Bible the way I should be? Okay. Am I dealing with issues as they come up right away? Or do I just kind of stuff them back down and wait until tomorrow? And, you know, I don't know what that was. Just, just forget, forget about that. We, we, won't, we don't want to deal with that one. Right? We got to ask ourselves th those questions. Am I progressing steadily in my walk with God? We should, we should all be progressing. We should be moving forward day by day by day by day by day, right? We know we get knocked down, get back up, keep moving forward. So are, are, are you progressing? Okay? So I'm going to say this a couple different ways. I'm probably going to, I want you to get this message, and I believe the Holy Spirit's going to do his job because it's nothing that I can do, but the Holy Spirit has to do it, Right? So I'm going to say this a few different ways. I believe that your current walk with God is directly related to your ability to guard your heart. Where, you're, where you and I are at today is directly related to our ability to guard our heart. All right? Now, we're going to, we're going to break down what that means. Who you will become tomorrow is a direct result of your ability to guard your heart today. Right? You, get, you, have to, you have to think about this. Your choices today, when you leave here, for the rest of the day, for tomorrow, for the, your choices are going to determine who you're going to be tomorrow, who I'm going to be tomorrow. All right? So when we look into, into the Proverbs, Solomon really starts to talk about three different things that we're going to hit upon. He's, and this is kind of no specific order, but he talks about the words we speak, right, out of our mouth. He talks about our eyes and what we look at. He talks about our thinking, right, the thought life. We're going to hit some things, okay? And I'm just going to read some things that I put here. 
My thought life drives my actions. Okay, so whatever you're thinking about, whatever I'm thinking about is going to determine what I do. It's going to determine how you feel. The mind is very powerful. What we're thinking about, right, is going to drive my actions. My thoughts are going to direct what, what things I look at. My thoughts are going to direct what things I listen to, right? You've heard this before. Sow a, sow a thought. Reap an action. Reap an action. Yeah, get in front. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a cap- character, reap, reap a destiny, destiny, right? I think Ralph Waldo Emerson that, said that, but guess what? God said it way before him, right? God's training us and telling us, listen, you're, you're, you're thinking what you're looking at, what you're listening to, what you're perseverating on is critical to the lifestyle that you're going to be living, all right? So... I believe the fruit of your Christian walk is a result of whether you're guarding your heart day in and day out, okay? Now, I don't know about you, but I believe guarding your heart is going to keep you on the right path. It's going, to, it's going to help you stay full of joy, full of peace, okay, full of hope, full of righteousness, right? It all starts with you being able to guard your heart, right? Your thinking, your, your mind, your will, your, your emotions, okay? So let's go to Proverbs 20. Verse 27, we're going to read it straight through and then we're going to break it down a little bit, all right? Proverbs 20 through 27. Verse 20, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words, right? Solomon's saying, listen, what I have to say is really, really important. Okay. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. These are pretty, pretty strong words, right? These are important things. The word, the word of God brings health to our body. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. I'm going to read you the NLT in a little bit because I think it says it perfectly. Verse 24. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. There's a lot going on right there. There's a lot going on right there. Back to verse 23 in the NLT version. This is what it says. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Right? This, is, this is what we're talking about. Our thought life, the words we speak, okay? what we give our eyes to, what we give our ears to, our everyday actions determine where we are going. All right, so we're going to go back to verse, verse 24, all right? Avoid all perverse talk and stay away from any corrupt speech. In other words, listen to what you're thinking about, what, what's coming out of your mouth. If anything that's coming out of your mouth is contrary to what the Word of God says, right, we need to be 
putting that away, right? We don't need to be speaking that, okay? Luke 6, 45 says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. I think we're kind of, we're kind of getting that point, right? If you, if you all of a sudden, you know, say something negative to someone or you say some words that are pretty harsh that you shouldn't have said, where did those words come from? They came from the junk in you, in me, right? Don't be surprised about it. Lord, what was that? Be quick to forgive, right? Forgive yourself. Make it right with the person if, 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 if you said some things that, that weren't right, okay? That's important. Ephesians 4, 29 through 32 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the building, for the building other up according to their needs. Imagine that. Imagine we didn't speak anything out of our mouths except what was going to be helpful for that person. Imagine that. I know this was a huge struggle in my life, and, and by the grace of God, I've come... I've come miles upon miles upon miles, but man, if, if what I'm going to speak is not going to help somebody, probably shouldn't be saying it or be thinking about how I should say it, all right? Then it may benefit those who listen and do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as Christ forgave you, right? That's how we're supposed to be. This is how we're supposed to be. With the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be. We, we can be. So your speech, I would recommend, you know, try to pay attention to what comes out. Pay attention to it, you know? Maybe even write stuff down because there's a lot here with your speech, Right? You, may have, you may have lies that you're in agreement with. Okay? You may have uh, just strongholds that are, that are in you that you don't realize that are there. Right? Maybe you're putting yourself down. Maybe you're saying things that, that are really negative about yourself. That's something to look at. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what's going on. Okay? When you go to verse 20, 25... Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. I, this one for me, I take this verse literally. I don't know what happens in your day, but in my day, the stuff that I'm seeing out there sexually is unbelievable. It's unbelievable what comes across these eyes right here. Okay, I am constantly, constantly fixing my eyes straight. And I say I'm fixing my eyes straight. I am not looking left. I'm not looking right. Okay, I, I, I was at, my, my wife and I went to a, get a smoothie the other day, right? So we went out, I don't know what time it was, but there's a smoothie shop in, in Hampton, uh, Northampton. We went there, was, we ordered the smoothie. All of a sudden, I just caught something out of the corner of my eye. I was one of the, one of the workers there. I'm not going to name the smoothie shop. Um, God bless the smoothie shop, all right? But I was just like, you got, you got to be kidding me right now. I, I, immediately, I literally turned my back to this person. Listen, I have to guard my heart. 
And what was in front of me was not good. It was not good. I even said, Karen, am I sensing this? Is this accurate, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she knew what was going on. She knows what I do, right? You literally, you gotta turn. You gotta look. You gotta look the other way. You gotta, you gotta close your eyes. Do whatever it takes if things are inappropriate, okay? Because for me, right, I came out of a lot of sexual brokenness. So what happens? If there's a glance, that glance could lead to a thought. That thought could lead to an action. That action is going to lead to a habit. That habit's going to lead to a lifestyle. That lifestyle is going to lead to a destiny that's not good. I've been down that road. It's not good. It's not good. I guard myself so much. I, I, I probably exaggerate it. I do. I do. I, I don't, I don't want to see if a thought's going to happen. I just don't. I don't put myself in that situation. God's healed me so much that most likely I, I thought isn't going to happen. It's all from the outside now, but I'm not, I'm not letting my eyes see certain things. I, I just refuse not to do it, okay? So let's take it home even further. What are you looking at with your cell phones? What are you watching on TV? What movies are you going to see? Listen, I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not telling you what to see, what not to see. I'm not telling you to be me. I know for me, I have to live a certain lifestyle. I live a certain lifestyle, right? I don't watch TV. For me, it's a waste of my time. It's, I had this conversation earlier. It's one of those, uh, there's a Psalm 119.37 says, keep me from worthless things. Keep me from useless things. It's a useless waste of my time. It's just a waste of my time. I know what I'm going to see. I know what's coming across in the show or the commercial, right? So I, I choose not to. It doesn't mean I don't ever watch a movie, but I'm very particular about what I will give my eyes to. All right? So, you know, that's something for you to kind of, kind of look at and make that choice. If something is a stumbling block for you, maybe you should get rid of it. Right? Maybe you should get rid of it. I don't know. You got you to do whatever it takes, right? If you keep feeding the fire, it gets bigger and bigger and harder to put out, right? You got to starve it. You got to suffocate it until God delivers you. Because it's going to come a day if you're struggling sexually in that, in that area, and I was for many years, you got to do what you got to do until that day when God does truly deliver you and set you free, and he will. And now this struggle isn't really a struggle on the inside. It's much easier. It's on the outside. Okay? He heals your heart. He heals your eyes. He heals your mind. It's, it's pretty amazing. Okay? Verse 26. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. So this is, this is a, a couple of things, in, in my opinion. One, again, it ties into your thinking. What are you thinking about? Also, your choices that you're going to make. If I head down this road, if I hang out with this group of people that do this thing, is that helpful or not helpful to me? Is it going to lead to something that's going to bring me closer to God or further away from God? All right, you got to think about these things, okay? Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. You have to be so determined. You have to be so focused 
so dialed in, so on your A game, right? It's, 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 it's similar to when you, when you have those superstar athletes and they're, and they're locked in their zone, man. They're dialed in, they're focused. There's nothing that can move them. That's how you have to be, right? And I would recommend, this is something that I do, is you determine this stuff ahead of time. You set your standards ahead of time. You set your boundaries ahead of time. Not when it happens. Not when it happens. What do I do now? No, no. I know what I'm not going to watch. I know what I'm not going to listen to. I know what I'm not going to give my time to. And then conversely, I know what I'm going to be looking at. What I am going to be listening to. What I am going to give my time to. Immovable, unshakable, no compromises, so to speak. It all starts in your thought life. It does. It, it starts in your thought life. And if you think God doesn't know your thoughts, you better, you better, you better read the Bible. You better, you better read, the, read the word because I don't know about you. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. He knows everything. He knows all our secrets. He knows what you're thinking about and what I'm thinking about, right? But the good news is this. He's not afraid of it. He wants, he wants you to surrender to him. He's, he's, not, he's not mad at us. Okay? Proverbs 27, do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Again, that's pretty much what we've been talking about. So focused, so dialed in. Don't let things distract you. The enemy will distract you guys. You think about what your weaknesses are, because we all have them, what your, what your flaws are. The enemy is going to set you up. He's very predictable. He's very predictable. He's going to make things happen and put things in your path. But once you start to identify what's going on, it, it, becomes, it becomes much easier, right? It becomes much easier. Much easier. But you have to understand that you do have an enemy. He does want to uh, tear you down, right? He's a liar and the father of lies, okay? He wants to destroy your life. He's real. He's out there. He has power. We'll do another message one day. I heard uh, Derek Prince in one of his um, old sermons, obviously, he's not around, he's talked about this, the, the structure of Satan's kingdom and how highly organized it is, right? It was pretty, pretty wild. But the good news is God's all-powerful, right? God's all-powerful. Luke 10, 19 says, you will trample on scorpions and snakes and that you have all power over the enemy. All power over the enemy. Right? It's awesome. So we have to be focused. Focused. Dialed in. Okay? James 1, 13. I'm going to read out of the NLT. says this. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted by wrong, and he, can, and he never tempts Anyone else? Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth, birth to death. Right? So we have to understand that. There's junk in our heart. God's not going to show us all the junk at once. Right? It's not going to happen. But continually saying, Lord, show me what's in my heart. Show me what's in my heart. Listening for a little bit. He'll show you. He'll show you. I had a radical transformation, guys. I can't explain it. 
I don't need to explain it. It's just Jesus Christ himself that came in and just did an unbelievable work. And it was thorough and it was deep and it was radically changing and for a very long time. And then I thought I came to a certain place and I asked God that question. Search my heart, Lord, show me what's in me. Oh, he showed me. He showed me. Right? I thought I was somewhere that I wasn't. You got pride, son. Right? You got, oh, oh, forgive me, Lord. I had to repent of pride. Show, judgments. Very judgmental, right? That's kind of how I was raised. My, my, my family was very critical and judgmental. So I have a tendency to go down that road. So when you ask him to show you, he'll show you. Right? There's always going to be stuff that, that's going to be there. Okay? Second Corinthians. This is my... This is my theme verse right here. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 3 through, I think it's 3 through 5 actually, but I'm going to think I'm going to read 3 through 4. This is, this is my theme verse, and this really should, should be one of your go-to verses at all times, okay? We talked about living moment by moment, right? Second by second, minute by minute. This is what you have to do. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. That would preach, that, that would preach right there. Okay? You can't do what other people do. You can't respond the way other people respond. Right? You're not allowed to hold on to unforgiveness. You're commanded to forgive. Okay? So we got to understand this. We are not living like the world, although we're living in the world. Okay? The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power. I love that. They have the divine power to demolish strongholds, right? It's Jesus who does it. You have the divine power to demolish the stronghold. A stronghold is wrong thinking. A stronghold is things that have gripped you, that you struggle with, with getting free. This says that you have the divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of Christ. And we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, okay? Guys, it says every thought, not, I'll keep that thought, I'll get rid of these thoughts. You have to be so on guard with what thoughts are coming in your head. Listen, the, the Bible says the enemy shoots fiery darts at you, right? Every thought's not from within, okay? So there are attacks of the enemy. He will, he will assault you, you have to figure out, is this thought from God or is it from the enemy? It's pretty simple. God's a comforter. The enemy is an accuser. Okay? It's very simple. You have to read the word of God. When a thought comes in that says something contrary to it, you know it's not from him. Okay? And you have to tear the thought down. It's very, it's all, this is all you do. I don't receive that thought. That's simple. Nope, not receiving that thought. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pull it down. In the name of Jesus Christ, I tear it down. I thank you that the Bible says this, right? So when I get hit with those thoughts, especially on the sexual in nature, I just go, no, 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 no. I, I, I am not receiving that thought. The word of God says, I can think about what is pure, right, noble, true, just, admirable, praiseworthy, excellent, right? That's where I go. I speak out the scripture, and it changes everything, okay? Another thing that I like to do is 
Something's just called, I put the blood of Jesus against things. Right? The blood of Jesus is against all unclean, demonic, sexual spirits. You are not coming near me. I put the cross between myself and everything else. I do it all the time. I work in a public school. Right? I love, I love the public school. But I mean, there's, there's stuff that happens. There's stuff that goes on. But just kind of some, some practicals. Just it can, You can't play around with there, guys. You can't play around with it. If you dwell on the thought, it's going to turn into an action. It's going to turn into it. I've been there. It's not good. Okay, we have to be diligent, on guard every day. No rest, no breaks. Okay, the war is not going away. The battle's not going away. Satan doesn't take a little break. Okay, his little demon friends don't take little breaks. They're on you all the time. So you need to be in tune with what's going on in the mind, with your eyes, with, with what you're giving yourself to. It's pretty, it's pretty simple, all right? But these choices all start in the thoughts. And all start in your, in, in your thought life. I want you to be able to come to the point that you understand that you, because you're a son and daughter of God, right? You're a son and daughter of God. You have authority that came with that. Not because of who you are, because of whose you are. Okay? You have to understand that. You got to read the word. You got to get into the word. You got to break down the I am affirmations and start speaking out who Christ says you are. And when you do that, over time, your life radically changes. Okay? But you have to get into the word. You have to speak out the word. You have to fight with the word. Okay? The word that brings life, that brings truth, that brings hope, that brings healing, that brings deliverance. Right? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God, right? Jesus is the word. He's the word, right? You get, you get, you get to read, okay? You also got to allow him to, to bring things up and out, all right? So I'm going to wrap up in prayer here for a moment. Lord, I thank you for, for uh, your holy word, God. We thank you, Lord, that... that you have given us everything that we need to live a life of godliness. God, that you have given us everything we need to have victory in our day-to-day living. God, we thank you that your word is active and alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, rightly dividing between soul and spirit, joint and marrow, judging the intents and the thoughts of the heart, God. Your word convicts us. Your word heals us. Your word gives us hope. God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, you would show and you would empower every person within the sound of my voice, Lord, with, with uh, a warrior spirit to walk in victory in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now I declare over everyone's life, Lord, that they will walk in victory in the name of Jesus Christ. They will not walk in their own strength, but they will walk in the strength of Jesus. Lord, I pray right now that you would, you would get a hold of their hearts and that you would show them who they are in Christ and whose they belong to in the name of Jesus. Do what only you can do, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for this word. We pray, God, that you would seal this word in the hearts of your people. 
God, that they would not allow the enemy to come in and snatch it from them, Lord. That they would lay hold of this and they would put it into practice. Lord, I pray in these upcoming days and weeks and months, Lord, that they would hear the words they speak. They would think about their thinking and they would take every thought captive in the name of Jesus Christ.